Amy. It is Paul H's reflections on the exact nature of the wrong as described on page 64 of the AA Big Book and the solution in the 12 steps. This meeting is being recorded and it's being uh, streamed live on Facebook. Also, please remember that this is not an all-share meeting, rather it's a Q&A question and answer for Paul H's take on the 12 steps after uh, his reflections. For details on all of Paul's events, his story under arrest books, uh, fabulous t-shirts and past event videos, please check out his website, zenbitchslap.com. Okay, I've got a reading. I think I think this meeting is pretty familiar with it, but it's the heart of the, the heart matter. of the matter. Therefore, we started. It's on page sixty-four. Therefore, we started upon a personal inventory. This was step four. A business which takes no regular inventory usually goes broke. Taking a commercial inventory is a fact-finding and a fact-facing process. It is an effort to discover the truth about the stock and trade. One object is to disclose damaged or unsaleable goods, to get rid of them promptly and without regret. If the owner of the business is to be successful, he cannot fool himself about values. We did exactly the same thing with our lives. We took stock honestly. First, we searched out the flaws in our makeup, which caused our failure. Being convinced that self manifested in various ways was what had defeated us. We considered its common manifestations. And one of the things, Paul, um, with the question I've had to do with ensuring our honesty, if, if you can wrap that in there. Ensuring our honesty, oh. All right, well, Paul Alcoholic, thanks for having us today. Yes, this was, uh, I've read this, these paragraphs quite a lot in the past. <clears throat> I like the idea of the being convinced that self manifested in various ways was what has defeated us. And then we, meaning us, considered its, meaning self's, common manifestations. I don't, I, it seems very, very clear to me, but there's a stubbornness of our identification or with the, the language that it goes right over that. And then we look at the next statement, which says resentment. It doesn't say my or our resentment. It says resentment, but we immediately hold it as my resentment. Yeah. My fears my harming others in the pursuit of what I wanted. That's not in the book, really. Yeah, in a weird way. It says resentment is the number one offender. And resentment, if you follow the logic of the paragraph before, resentment is a common manifestation of its, meaning self's. Yeah, it's a manifestation of self. It's not a manifestation of Paul. And I know it seems to be like, getting stuck on a small point, but that small point uh, goes with us every other step of the way. To not have that clear at the fourth step, when is it going to become clear? Hopefully at the fifth step when you share it with someone and maybe they'll point out to what you or point out to us about the difference between self and us. Yeah. And 
that we're in the act of being identified as self when we call its manifestations ours. So to have that at least corrected on a certain level with the hopes that what it's implying will grow, you know, intimately in your life, where you'll see resentments aren't yours in a way. Yeah? You're accountable for them, but in a, in a sense you're not responsible for them because you're looking at life through self's lens, not your own lens. And the way self looks at life, it sees threats where there aren't any. And it holds grudges. Yeah? And it's small and myopic. And it, circula and it circulates around itself. So you see everything as it pertains to self. We think is as it pertains to us, but it's really self. And I feel this is a this is a defining break that can be initiated by doing an inventory on the manifestations of self and then sharing it with somebody and getting a clarity about what we bring to step six and seven, which is really attributes of the self or the the remnants or the 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 activities of the active disease of alcoholism, which is living, you know, living a, a, an extreme life of self-will, not our will, self-will, yeah? And uh, as Kurt has pointed out, you know, we are under self-imposed things, and most people, when they hear self-imposed, they think they're doing it to themselves. Don't you see that as a fundamental understanding? Either something, you're doing it to yourself or something is doing it to you. What possibilities are there when you're doing it to yourself? Then you have to stop, yet your experiences, you seem not to be able to. So you're powerless in that situation. But what would happen if something else is doing it to you? Could something, could that be stopped? Yes. Of course it could, because it's not you. Yeah? When it says abandon yourself, it's sort of like an abandoning a car. Because you're not the car, you can abandon it. You can walk away from it, and the car stays where you abandoned it. Well, if we abandon self to this higher power, hopefully the self or the parasitical movement will stay in the, in the realm of the higher power. It will be subdued. And then we'll walk a free life sooner or later. At least it will be growing towards that result. But without that clarity, I don't see how the true effects of the program can, hold, can take hold. I just think it's a fundamental flaw, FLAW, of, of our view. And maybe, it's, and maybe it's the way it's spoken about in the book implies it's us all day because of this language we use. This language tells us we have a lot to do with a lot of shit we have nothing to do with. You know, like just a simple example we used to use because it's so absurd that I'm taking pride in my hair because I feel like I'm growing it, yes? And, uh, and then I see someone who's bald and I'm thinking they're doing a really bad job with their growing of the hair. But I'm not growing the hair, I just don't cut the hair. Yeah, the hair seems to grow on its own. Well, this is the, this fundamental little glitch I think is 
profoundly important in recovery from alcoholism. I just do. That's why I'm here, really. If I didn't, I would just go along with the masses and say, okay, yes, I'm going to live as the problem, and now it's been more subdued, and it's been managed, and it's been redirected, and it's been contained, and now I'm feeling a whole lot better, but still, the bondage of self is in place. Yeah. Now maybe the chains are nice gold ones instead of iron ones, but in a way, there's still a bondage of self because I'm in the act of being identified as self. Yeah. Unbeknownst to me. And the faith that's going into that idea of self is what's causing so much trouble. Because if you have faith in the thought system, that thought system is going to produce anxiety because it dwells on what's not happening most of the time, really. So, and then what's not happening starts to override our experience of what's happening. And that leads to a lot of fucking insane ideas, you know? It's like a fuck it we're brought to, and it's like, fuck it. Life sucks, I'm going to get loaded, yeah? Why does life suck? Because I don't seem to be in it. I'm in yesterday and tomorrow, and I've got terrible forecasts that there's a huge amount of faith in, and I get super bummed out because I don't think it's ever going to get better, which is, what is that but having faith in that which is playing God? I believe it's true, and therefore I say, fuck it, and then somehow I end up drinking again, and there goes 20 years of sobriety, I'm out on the street, it could be in three days or two days. Yeah, so, yeah, this is very important to me because this was a huge turning point in the program. When I saw self as other, the possibility of being free from it became tangible. I, and then it really revealed to me I feel the essence of the statement, self can't get out of self, because that's exactly what I was doing, or seemingly, or something was doing. I wasn't, but self, I, there was an act of being identified as self, and that self wanted to get out of self, which we find to be impossible. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks, Nina. Thank you, Paul. Um, I don't see any hands raised. So I guess, yeah, thanks for clarifying that. And um, even before we get to the question of honesty, and even though I know a lot of us have heard it before, we use the word self all the time in meetings because it's in the book. But for me, when you clarify selfing and what it is to break down what self actually means, it helps for me to understand exactly what you're talking about. Otherwise, it's just kind of playing, it, it, it just gets to the heart of it. Do you, can you clarify that a little? Well, yes, because there is no self actually, but we use the terminology of the book, but there is an act, a mental activity going on that we call selfing. And so the mental activity is living and speaking from an assumption that we already are a self. We are that which it takes ourselves takes us to be. And therefore, it really severely limits the possibilities for us because we take ourselves to be the drug that we're addicted to. Uh, and 
I went pretty damn far in the addiction to cocaine, but I never thought I was cocaine. Yeah, and we're actually starting from the identification with the drug self. <laughs> so <laughs> I think we're really, uh, <laughs> and I mean, it was extreme, the addiction to Coke, and I never even got close to being identified as Coke. I feel like we're starting, many of us, in the identification as self. So let's be honest about that. Really. <laughs> let's be honest in the fourth step inventory and the fifth step sharing. What has been revealed when we look at our role in things? Don't we see something else's role in things? Yeah. You can't stretch the sense of inordinate responsibility to cover a lot of behaviors you exhibited while under the influence. I just, I just, there's no way I had never even thought of doing a lot of the shit I ended up doing. So I couldn't see that there was any volition there. So uh, yeah, the selfing is just the mental activity. As the big book says, the problem resides in the mind and the problem is the bondage of self. Yes, yes, and the bondage of self is an activity that the mind is involved in all day, basically. And it's backed up by memory and, and language and stuff like that. So, yes, the selfing, uh, I think, is a much better way of describing it because when you say self, it sounds like there's a thing that you're going to have to try to get out of. There isn't a thing that you have to get out of. It's an activity that there's a need to be a loss of interest in. Yeah? The interest in it is what causes it to be, uh, to have influence. If, when you lose interest in self, like it's one of the first, you know, big shifts in the program, when they talk about it on page 63, you'll lose interest in self and gain interest in others and see what you can contribute to life. That's a big turning point, and uh, it's all pivoted on the losing interest in self. How can you lose interest in self? It's by seeing it's not you, really, because if it's you, you're going to be interested in it. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. So, yeah. And the honesty, yeah, there's cash register honesty. There's forms of honesty, social honesty and stuff like that. But then there's the being true to yourself or being honest about what condition and what source of those conditions is, is uh, fundamentally important, I feel. Yeah. To be honest that you're an alcoholic and then to realize it, ultimately you're not, it was basically alcoholism had you, really. <laughs> you did not have alcoholism. And, uh, yeah. And if, and if they're interested and they're new here, just listen to some of the talks. The selfing gets very uh, detailed. You can explain it, how it comes about. And, and uh, what really gives it the power is the interest it absorbs from us, really, by presenting itself to be about us. Yeah? So we're under a, a, an identification with something that we're not. And uh, it's having a huge influence in our experience here. 
Yes. Thank, thanks, Paul. And I see um, that was helpful. That was great. And I see Kaiser has his name, his hand up. Hey, Paul. Hey, everybody. Can you hear me all right? Yep. Okay. Um, so, so you just mentioned uh, the importance of or the opportunity to go and do a fourth and fifth step looking at selfing and, and how, how self took us over and seeing it as other. I've never done that. I've, I've kind of done that. It sounded like you recommended like that is a really important thing for us as an invitation to do like looking at the selfing and how that defeated us as as an as other do you recommend um doing that with someone who has an idea of what we're talking about in these rooms do i need to find someone that has an idea to go through that and did you uh actually formally do that or did you kind of do it in another way without a formal force step? uh i'm not you know, it's whatever you feel. You don't have to do a fourth step. You can do a little one and just see the same pattern that just duplicates itself, yes? And to realize that the fourth column, really, it's usually four things, but you could just melt it down to self-seeking and frightened and selfishness, yes? Because uh, the inconsideration and dishonesty comes from the selfing, yes? I feel so. Basically, you don't need to do, uh, well, whatever you feel you need to do is what you need to do in a sense, but you can learn just as much from 15 examples if you've done it before than 80 examples, because they'll just, they're just going to, the 80 examples are going to reinforce what was shown in the 15 examples. Yeah, you'll just see it, won't you? Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, and just look at, read page 64. Isn't that the instruction? Mm -hmm. Isn't it the instruction to look at the manifestations of selves in our lives based on the fact of being convinced that self is what has defeated us? That's the, that's the, uh, those are the directions, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't see... You know, where did we come up with my resentments, my fears, my harms done to others? The, the paragraph that starts with the word resentment doesn't have my in it or our in it. It says resentments is the number one offender. Now, how we feel it, it's my resentments are the number one offender. But that's why resentment is the number one offender. We're identified as the one who has the resentment. Or, yes? Or the one that's doing the resentment. That's the disease. I mean, I think it's very clear direction. I feel. I wasn't led that way when I did the inventory. I was told to look at my fears, my resentments, stuff like that. And I, I did that. And then in time, because I was in a position of, of uh, being in a lot of fourth-step workshops, you know, uh, I came to see that they weren't mine. <laughs> yeah, that they were, they were manifestations of self or selfing in my life. Yeah, yeah. So that was a fun. That was a fundamental change. Tell you the truth, because that's the beginning of the working steps. If you start out, 
go into a job where you're supposed to doing carpentry work and you got painting gear, you know, this is probably not going to work out as well. Yeah, you're, you're, you're not, you don't have the right equipment to do the job. Well, I don't, in this case, you don't have the right understanding, humbly. Yeah. So let's, let's at least put it out there and let, uh, let people make their own decision about it. Read 64 and, and listen to this. And does, I think it makes a lot of sense, <laughs> you know. And I don't feel like mo a lot of people are being led or directed with that kind of understanding. So let's put it in the, in the community, see what happens. Yeah? Yeah, thanks a lot. That's helpful. Formulated. I don't want it to be called Paul's way. I have nothing to do with it. It's right in the big book. Yeah, it's sticking out like a sore thumb. How can you read being convinced self manifested in various ways? It doesn't say being convinced Paul manifested in various ways is what has defeated us or defeated Paul. Let's look at Paul's common manifestations. Resentments, fears, harms done to others, pursuing what you want. Yeah? You look at the sexual, you know. It doesn't say that. But how we read it, it sounds like that. Yeah? When we read it, they got to be mine. <laughs> this is the act of being, I, this is the bondage of self. It's right there. The bondage of self is the feeling that a resentment is your resentment. Yeah? That's how it bonds you to the idea of self. You're, act, you're in the act of being identified as it. When you're calling a resentment yours, you are right in the act of being identified as self. That's, the, you know, I mean, I can't see it any other way. I'm open to hear it. Tell me. But it doesn't, it sounds exactly, it seems very clear. The prerequisite is being convinced of what? That self manifested in various ways is that's defeated us. Yeah. Are you convinced of that? If you are, we are now going to look at its, its, not ours, its common manifestations. The next paragraph is resentment. I don't think there's 80 different interpretations of those sentences. I don't. I think it's very clear direction, completely. Self is other than us. <laughs> yeah. Or it would have just been Paul, you know? Paul, being con Paul, you better be convinced that you really fucked up. I was convinced of that already. That wasn't bringing me any relief. I was convinced I fucked up. I, that's why I drank to avoid that. <laughs> no, being convinced that self. Yes? We're, never, we're not even mentioned in there. Us, yeah? as something far in the self. The direction is do an inventory, not on your resentments, but on self's manifestations. And I've read that so many times, those words, exactly what you're saying, and I have never heard self as other except for here. It's fascinating how that works. So read it, and the interpretation is still mine. And that's, it's just, it, that's fascinating. Anyway, well, thank is, you so that, much. Yeah. The problem right there. Yeah. We're in a state of delusion. We, they can't, we can't even read the prescription bottle and take the right amount of uh, pills. 
we immediately make it ours and then it's fucking swallow the whole thing. <laughs> I don't know. That's why we're doing this thousands because I have no reason actually why we're doing these Zooms. So I always come up with one and one of them is just that. I didn't hear it this way either. So I decided to say it. Yeah. Thinking Thanks that I was going to be greeted with open arms and open minds, but that wasn't the case. <laughs> A lot of people got pissed off at me. <laughs> I'm like, a, what, they used to call me, uh, <laughs> some weird names. I think it was the rad, the radical fucking moolah or something. Yeah. Hypocrisy. Well, blasphemy, yes. Well, I feel, you know, that's how I read it. Yeah, I see it that way. It doesn't, I don't think it's clothed in, in metaphysical, you know, that you have to go through 12 curtains to get to the realization. It's pretty clear he makes a difference between us and self. I mean, it's, and we're basically, you know, looking at self's manifestations, not ours. Yes? Where do we look at it in? Our life. And then you realize how much of our life was in ours, actually. Something had, something had infiltrated and basically took, all, took over, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. Wagner. Great question. Thanks, Paul. Um, Gary, you have your hand up. Yeah, thanks. Uh, good morning, Paul. Um, my, my, I've been wondering, because I work with people and around step four, and, and sometimes we use materials. And, you know, you often comment it's the language that kind of traps us in this misunderstanding and so i i wonder if there's and i <laughs> but i'm wondering if there's a better way a better language that could be used because i you know there's a lot of materials online that to help you do at uh, a fourth step inventory but even some of them i look at and the the explanations of how to use them have built in that somehow it's my fault that I'm this is happening. And so it's got the misunderstanding sort of built into the language yes. of how to use this. Yes. And and so my open question is is there a, and I and I kind of hear an answer, but is there a better language to use that could help reveal this? misunderstanding and and make it easier for people to sort of lean the right way in, in in doing a fourth step inventory well first of all i think what kaiser and the and uh it's the other person said is just that the stubbornness of the self-view yeah it's going to it's going to still read the new language in the same old way. Yes. 
it doesn't, it can't see anything uh, without you in it, so to speak. Yeah. So the point is, is what we're doing here is through repetition, when you see that language and then it has that reaction, you'll see through it. Yes. By hearing it enough times, it will break the little spell, so to speak. Yeah. So you'll read, you'll read the language and see the mis the misunderstanding, yes, yeah, and you'll take what works in it, but you'll see the misunderstanding, and now you can replace that with the understanding that you're in, yes, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not really captured in the words per se. It's well, it's given to the words, but the way the words are. You know, the language is an object, you know, it's a subjective language uh, attributed to objects, yes. So it's a very, uh, it's, uh, English is very thick. Other languages are less thick, but English is constantly implying we have a lot to do with everything, yeah, when we don't, yeah. And so, yes, but I figure the, let's say we've been doing this Zooms now for a year or more, and we've been repeating the same message pretty much. And I think the repetition produces a momentum that breaks through the misunderstanding that's programmed, yeah? <laughs> because we're in the habit of reading everything as how it pertains to us, yeah? Yes. Yeah, so now you can read it, you, you'll see it, you'll see that while you're reading, yeah? And, uh, yeah. The new understanding is taking root it it's working yeah 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 that's my experience coming here too it's sort of like oh that's right oh i forgot there for a while yes exactly so after a while there will that won't be easily forgotten yeah you'll be seeing from it and then uh more gets revealed actually yeah from that scene yeah because the other shit loves to dump a lot of of revelations framed by the misunderstanding. Yeah, you'll get a, you'll have revelations without that misunderstanding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll get some some clean info <laughs> coming through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much, Gary. Oh, that was great. That was great. Okay, we have Aaron. You have a question. Sort of. Yes. Hi, I'm Aaron. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Paul. Remember Aaron from Wednesday nights at St. John's? Oh, yes. Yeah. I can't see you yet, though. Hold on. You'll, you'll find me here. Oh, I anyway, a uh, bit of I have a question, but first a little lead up to it. I, uh, I'm Aaron. I'm an alcoholic, a very selfing alcoholic. I uh, I first found Paul about eight years ago as what I thought was an alternative to AA. <laughs> it was very funny back then. It was a it is duality, non-duality uh, uh, satsangs. Anyway, I for starters, I just have to say how much I have adored. If there's a silver lining to the pandemic to me, it's that this opportunity has been created for you, Paul, and that I can hear the recordings of these talks and the non-duality talks whenever I want on Zoom or on the recordings. It's been fantastic. 
Uh, anyway, and I, I, I just really want an opportunity to express the thanks for that. When I, I often find myself, I'm still very regular at all my A meetings. And uh, one of the things that all my fellow members are sick of, probably sick of hearing me say is, I give everything, all the meaning it has. You know, the, uh, a lesson that it, it took a long time to get through my head. I know Paul always delivers the same, the same message. I know you always say that it never changes. It's the same invitation from the beginning. And yet it took me a long time to hear it. Um, I, I have a hard time having a question because for the first couple of years, that <laughs> I'd be there every Wednesday with Paul. And sometimes only be two or three of us in the room and the meetings would always end the same. And Paul would say, any questions? Yeah, no questions. So yeah. <laughs> until you got me to stop talking. Anyway, but it's changed now. I mean, now, now I, I, the non, the program and non-duality both happen in my life. I, I, I honestly say that I could not have understood one without the other. It needed the concept of non-duality for me to open up the door to AA. And it's through my program and the fourth step constantly that I understand non-duality. I'm getting to a question on this. And that is, even though it always seems so simple, uh, I've changed a lot. I mean, I still see the same message. I, you know, it's, I'm constantly up against the selfing, as simple as it is. And, you know, it always makes it sound like it's so easy to just simply let go of. And sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. Uh, but I have seen, I can see through the selfing now. I, there are moments of this moment of clarity where I know it's just my alcoholism, my selfing at work. But anyway, so the question is, I would love to hear you talk some more about uh, over your last and the, the time that I've known you and over your time of the same message, how it's changed in your head. Have you, have you noticed how it's changed or and you never seem to say anything different? And yet I'm curious to know your impression about how even these last year and a half of Zoom has changed your, how your message is formed in your head. Uh, well, uh, thanks, Aaron. Nice to see you. Yes. I always enjoyed the Wednesday nights there. Uh, yeah. Well, the essence of it hasn't changed, but the head finds different ways to say it. Yeah. Or certain meanings shift to other aspects that, uh, capture it. Yeah. So, The message, uh, it's, a, it's a great challenge because to try to describe the indescribable, yeah, you give that up quickly, but you can describe the describable, yeah? So it's a challenge to watch something downloads and then it gets translated in a way of sharing it with people, which I like, yeah? And so the, the way it's been shared has changed over time. And then the Zoom, of course, the head had old ideas, and I didn't think the Zoom would be able to transmit the message, so to speak. I think live is the way to go. But uh, it, I've, I've been pleasantly surprised, like usual. <laughs> so... so I, you know, that, that skewered view may be presented, but it usually doesn't dictate the behavior that follows, yeah, which is great. So the Zoom has been very, uh, yeah, I'm just always in awe, A-W-E, 
with what I sense that's coming through when we have these meetings. I'm in a lot of awe of it and honoring it and uh, of gratitude past an experience of gratitude, uh, something other kind of gratitude than an experience of it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Some people like the older talks better than the new talks. Some people don't come to the Zoom. They don't like the Zooms. They come when I speak live. So it doesn't matter. You know, all the point is, is to, the way I reacted to the message myself was, I wish I would have heard this. Yeah. And so therefore, I want that to be available to other people. Yeah put it out there and then to have it repeated because this uh because we're in this river of time and activity uh the selfing has a current yes so you have to sort of repetition as a way of defeating the current of that almost like an entropy or an atrophy of the selfing yeah i feel I feel, I feel coming to these talks and feeling this energy every week has a momentum itself in time that can uh, break the current of the selfing, yes? Yeah, so that these understandings and ideas get established, just like it says in AA, you sincerely take the position and then you get established in the position. The effects of those are completely different. And when you get established in thing in this, it's a lot different than when you're sincerely entertaining it. Yeah, yeah. So here, how to best to get established in it is hearing it over and over, so that it it, it locks in, so to speak. Yes, so that when you really need it, it's available, not something that you enjoy on a conditional situation like a retreat or you know, a prayer night or whatever, but I mean, regular living. Yeah, you're traveling lighter through. Yeah. So I think that's it. Uh, I don't really have any say where it goes. <laughs> it just goes where it goes. And in one level, it's a re I, I reluctantly follow as the action figure. <laughs> <laughs> because there's a disinterest in it because it's not about me <laughs> so but uh yeah yeah thanks bro i hope yeah. that i don't know it's just uh, uh it's just so great to see you it's just and i was just wanted a chance to say hi and uh check in and thanks for all you that you still do this it means everything to me Oh, great, Aaron. Thank you. And that means a lot to me. That's the point. Yes. I like to see people travel lighter, and I think it is a lot easier than you would think. Yeah, I, I just feel a lot of how we experience stuff, the heaviness, comes from a previous understanding. Yeah. And so if that can change, what how you react to what comes after will change. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah. So being convinced is powerful. Being, being convinced that self is not you, this idea of selfing is not you, is very powerful. Yeah, very powerful. So, um, yeah, hopefully we're all 
we've been convinced we've been fucked, you know, somehow. Now let's just have an understanding of who or what is uh, the main culprit in the being fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, you know, if it's an activity, activities can stop. If it's an inherent condition, what are you going to do with that? But an activity can stop. You know, if someone points out, I'm running, and I didn't know I was running, I can stop finally. Oh, thank you. And then I stop running. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. It's usually, because it's the lack of possibilities that gets us really caught, in a way, in the bondage of self. Because the self cripples us by the act of being identified as it. We can only entertain being free from its view. Yeah? That's not freedom. Freedom is from, not as self, or for self, or through self, or by self. It's from. Yeah? That's the clear direction of the freedom. It's not of self. <laughs> yeah. So... I don't see how that's going to be available if you keep calling it you. I just don't see it. Yeah, I had to see it as a foreign element. And as soon as I saw it that way, the possibility of being free from it became very, very tangible. And it's played out now over a lot of years. Yeah, a whole lot of years. Yes? Yeah. All right, anyone else? Hey, Paul, do you, feel, do you want to share with us maybe an example of uh, when you, one of your first big hits of getting free of, of finding that, of uh, anything specific, when you noticed it first wasn't you? Well, the real value was a loss of interest in the chatter in, in the head. Tell you the truth. Yeah. I mean, I think the greatest relief is in the, is in the re, is relief from the redundancy of the of the uh, mental activity. You know, the, on the constantly seeing everything with great importance as it pertains to Paul. The drop of volume and interest in that was very, 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 very profound over time. Yeah. Yes, that which seemed to be me talking to me. Start suddenly or over time was seen as a radio in a couple of rooms away from me. Yeah, still yapping, still K-Paul, but with not much of an audience anymore. That was, that's traveling lighter. Yes. And hmm? in the beginning of that process, probably now you're pretty you're pretty established in it. It seems. For sure, and 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 also like Aaron, I have so much gratitude for all the talks that are that are available on, on YouTube. But um, in the beginning, when all this was happening, were there certain people or circumstances where um, that that your ability to stay in this place, you needed to kind of be less less around them, and and or or did it happen pretty suddenly, and then you shifted? You just, uh, well, you will, you know, in my experience, I started to sense energy a lot more. 
and there were certain carriers of certain energy I didn't want to be around. So yeah, but that was sort of like natural selection in a way. It wasn't. I didn't set out on a course to, you know, check people off my guest list. It was just things just happened, and then I was never that interested in if someone was married or not. So I wasn't interested that they got divorced. So a lot of the trails of gossip stopped at where I was. So I, people stopped talking to me about other people. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I don't know. It just, I, uh, if there's any highlight on any way things change, it was to be useful to other people. Yeah, so the highlight of the, of the moment I read that sentence, which I had read many times, that self-manifest, being convinced that self-manifests in various times, uh, has stayed very profound because of the seat assignment, really. It would have been forgotten uh, already. Most stuff gets forgotten. I don't know how, what happened or how I felt like an hour ago, really. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's not like a log being kept about feelings and shit. I'm just feeling, you know, you're always here. That's, that's the... Uh, you're always here. That's it, really. Awesome. So I can't say, you know, what happened to me. It would all be, it was, it would all be of the nature of a story because right now it's not, there aren't like fireworks happening. So when I speak about fireworks years ago, now it's just a story in a way. Right now I'm just here listening to people and uh, and responding, yeah. Well, perfect timing, because we have a couple more hands. <laughs> yeah. Kurt, Kurt, go ahead. Hey, Paul. I, I, I was thinking when you were talking, I heard Francis Lucille one time given a, a, like this analogy, and the analogy was there was this ballerina on stage, and she did this great ballet and then at the end of the ballet, she left the stage and this little clown came out and stood in the front of the stage and took the bow. And I thought that's exactly like, you know, the, it's, it's like when I first came in and I thought all my attempts to stop drinking until I saw powerlessness, I couldn't see that they were all forms of control. They were all just mechanisms to control the stop. But in, when I saw that I was powerless, um, it was like this. It was the possibility to be free from it was instantly available because I saw, you know, I saw the delusion of what I was doing, where I couldn't see that before. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So I, I appreciate your... Uh, the, most profound, the most profound effects take no time whatsoever yeah. yeah they play out and they'll have longer extension in time but the delivery wasn't a long process 
It's just a zap and then something plays out, yeah? And you know the tree by its fruit, so you have no idea what happened as the action figure, and then you see something's changed because the next few months, things are different, yeah? This is sort of what happens, but it didn't take a few months for it to be different. The few months is an expression of what happens always now, yeah, now, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So, Thanks. so if, if you are present, which you are, then you're present and available to that which is now. Yes? Yes. And the effects and the, and the experiences and the opinions and the reflections you'll have over time always are a derivative of now. Yeah? Now. Yeah. This is it, really. There's an old Kenny Loggins song. This is it. Make no mistake who you are. <laughs> I think I changed the word, but this is it. Make no mistake who you are. This is it. Yes. <laughs> you could just keep listening to that, that chorus. This is it. This is it. Because that's the theme song of now playing out in time. This is it. This is it. This is it. <laughs> so I could, one time I was at a talk and a person said, uh, are you afraid of sharks? And I said, not now, because I was sitting on land. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not afraid of shark right now. I'm sitting in a chair and on the floor. <laughs> if I was in the ocean, I may be afraid of sharks. But right now, so hypothetical questions always get me because if that's not happening now, what, you know. <laughs> but what would happen if you were married, but I'm not now? You know, so I would rather just, let's start with now and, <laughs> and lose interest in the future instead of starting in, in the future as an act of losing interest in now, really. <laughs> That's what's happening in the mental state. The mm -hmm. mental state wants to be interested in what's, in, in what's not happening to not be interested in now. Literally, yeah? yeah. It really does. Mm -hmm. The last thing it wants to do is dwell on now. It wants to dwell on yesterday and tomorrow how bad you are, or how great it was, or how terrible it will. It's, yeah. I know my favorite statement is, thank God I'm not suffering from what's not happening anymore. Yes, I mean, that's a huge, fuck. I mean, I feel, uh, you know, one time we'll have a Zoom here and just sit in gratitude for a few minutes for what has been removed and what has appeared because uh you know a lot of people are not in a condition that they can actually even sit in a zoom and listen to much at all yeah they're so occupied by dramas and shit they don't have any fucking time to actually see what's going on yeah they're just combating what's going on we are in a very uh, fucking grace-filled condition. I can just wander over and sit at a Zoom and uh, 
participate in this type of entertaining. A lot of people are at war with themselves. Yeah. Shit. And, you know, the act of identification may be an intellectual idea out there, but the feeling of it and the relief from it, man, is not that common. Yeah. And when it happens, the head overrides it and tries to forget it as soon as possible. Because all day there's constantly free samples, yet the head never wants to pay attention to it. It always wants to make it about somewhere else. <laughs> Someone else, yes. Yeah, it's a... You know... This robbery is more like a drip, drip, drip than a huge deluge, you know? It's just basically the parasite, in a way, and I'm using it as an image, just sucks us dry one drop at a time. Yeah. Spits the blood back in, but it's not as vital and, and as rich as before. So you feel like you're alive, but you're not really feeling like you're alive. Yes? Yeah, yeah. I used to call it like vertical coffins, you know. We think we're upright, so we're alive, but we're really <laughs> dead. We're dead to a lot of uh, possibility, man. That, uh, that moves me to the day. And, you, and when you meet people in those conditions, you meet them where they are. You don't fucking pound them with some idea of, this or that, you just attempt to, uh, hey, <laughs> perhaps there's a better way, bro, or whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 But if you can get to, to the root of things and you put it out there, uh, what Kaiser said, he's never heard this before, won't be a common experience. It will be available in recovery. Hallelujah. Yes? So if, if there's someone who wants to hear about it, they'll be able to hear it. Yeah. You've done a great job, all of us. So. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Thanks, Kurt. Thanks, Paul. And uh, we have Leah. Yay. <laughs> Thanks, Nina, for your service. Hi, Paul. Hey, Leah. Hey, it's really good to talk to you. I've not shared in a little while. Um, I've just been taking it in and Paul, um, you just cannot even, um, well, of course you can. I can't talk. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a therapist and I'm having a hard time doing my job the way I used to because the old way with the theory, I mean, there's, this is the last answer. This, this is what folks are looking for. And when I gently suggest, I don't use the word non-duality. I don't use the word. So for my folks who aren't battling addiction, you know, I think all of us to some degree, at least if you're seeking therapy, um, 
might need some emotional sobriety. And so I'll introduce that concept and then it, it a bit segues into concepts of non-duality. And I don't say it because I'm, I can't impress my um, ideals onto my clients. And when I plant little seeds, like what we're talking about in here or what y'all discuss in non-duality, um, it is changing lives. People are getting freedom like this. I've never seen anything like it. And, and I have seen as a therapist all these years, it's symptom management. And it's not if, it's when somebody gets help. It's not if, it's when somebody gets held hostage by their feelings and people are bent over a barrel. And when I plant these little seeds like we talk about in here, um, it's, it's just un unbelievable to, to witness. And um, I'm enjoying learning and, and, and the, the message for me, I've got that alcoholic mind I need to keep coming back. And I've just, um, I've gotten so much out of this and I want you to know how much I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Leah. You know, I know how much you appreciate it by how much I appreciate it, really. <laughs> so that's why you're hearing it, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the job, you know, there's my jurisdiction ends here. I just put it out and you just put it out and we're not in the outcome business yet. You just see what, uh, and yet you can see the power of truth. It has an incredible power, staying power. And for most of us, it sneaks up on us. It's like the thief in the night. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, if I may, just one more other thing, because one of the things that, that I got, I think my mind got caught up with, because I do think with like the therapist mind, and not only that, I come with trauma myself in my own story. And when you said the phrase, what's not happening? So for my folks that, you know, have, traumatic histories what's not happening what's not it's not happening right now yes. so those, for my for my folks that are going through trauma in the moment we're going to bring water to the fire right now but the majority of people that are coming to to me are stuck in the past and are ruminating and are resentful so what's not happening? And when I introduced that, and when you introduced that to me, it was like, holy shit, I'm, I'm a victim. And it's an identity. It's a habit. It's automatic. So. But you know, Leah, it's funny. The only way what's not happening can happen is if what's happening is entertaining it. We are what's happening. We are what's happening. We are what's happening. The only way the mental state can bring about an appearance of what's not happening is through us. It's the faith that we represent 
given over to the mental condition that allows what's not happening to dominate the what's happening. It's just a fact, yeah? So what happens if you lose faith in that, yeah? Which is implying what's not happening is more important than what's happening. You'll lose interest in what's not happening. Yes. And that is <laughs> the antidote to the dominance of what's not happening is what's happening losing interest in it, really. Because inherently it's not happening. So to fight it as if it's true gives it more juice than ever. So it's a tricky thing, yeah? So what do I do uh, when I have an imaginary problem? Nothing. <laughs> really, that's the appropriate response because it's imaginary. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, what my, uh, this lady I used to see, she had young kids and she would come, bring them to the meetings and they got what's not happening like that and they would always turn it on her when she was starting to say something they would say mom that's not happening <laughs> kids very are, are very clear about that idea because they're basically in more what's happening yeah their head hasn't uh bought that land of what's not happening and is grazing there yeah yeah as much they will be probably but so they're like very easy to see the extent of what's not happening demonstrated by us as adults because we've the ponderosa has grown you know <laughs> yeah we're out in the back 40 all day floating around <laughs> so yeah all it takes sometimes is just a simple recognition something's not happening to which a lot of power gets withdrawn because the power is coming from us you don't understand maybe you do i think you do you do that we're the power source for this whole all these shenanigans of the mental state the mental state doesn't have any juice it has to it has to direct the juice through the act of identification to its little meanderings yes so the faith that could be enriching our day is now enslaving us to a, a, a tomorrow and a yesterday yeah it's the same energy yeah it's just what's directing it so in recovery we have a profound very clear uh choice perhaps there's a better way trusting the infinite rather than finite self that's basically it yeah that's the way trusting the infinite rather than finite self there aren't two ways they're poles of the same way which is faith yeah if the faith is in the finite self voila we see what that happens hopefully we do and if the faith is in the infinite then there's an ease and comfort and you travel lighter and shit like that. Yes, it's not two ways. It's the one way. One, all the attention is on faith in the finite and therefore we get that interpretation or that faith isn't moved by us but is moved, yeah, by let's say the grace 
to faith in the infinite, and then we see the results of that. Yeah, we have eyes to see results, but then there's a telling of the truth of it. Yeah, the head doesn't want to tell the truth about the results. Yeah, because it doesn't want its absence to be the cause of your relief. It wants to be there to have the relief, which is why you don't have that much, really. <laughs> so there isn't two ways, there's one way. It's faith. Faith going this way or faith going that way. Yeah? Faith directed by the mental state goes this way. Faith directed by the higher power goes that way. There you go. Yeah? And there's, a, there's points in this little line where the gravitational pull to the finite is stronger, yet breaks and gets less strong, and then the, the gravity of the higher power, the infinite, gets more stronger. And so maybe there's a little work and struggle to do in the beginning, but then you get caught sort of in a jet stream, and now you're in the habit of being sober, and you're being sucked towards the infinite. Yes? Yes. You keep hearing the dialogue of the old employer yapping away, but you're not listening to it anymore. You're listening to the silence of spirit. Yes? Yes. Yeah. And your life shows it. Yeah. Thanks so much. Walter. Yeah, good evening, uh, brother. Bro. Uh, you hear me? Yes, Walter. How are you? Okay. Yeah, good. Uh, this week, uh, I met a child, you know, he's about six years old. Uh, I didn't see him for one and a half year or something. And he was uh, profoundly happy to see me. And so we chatted a bit away. And then at a certain moment, he started to talk about a dolphin and I asked him, well, did you see his dolphin already? He said, no, I didn't. And he made up a whole fantasy story and he swimmed with him on his belly. And of course, he, I didn't interrupt it. Uh, he showed me a painting he made. There was no dolphin and he admitted he couldn't. So he made a cloud. But I was just shocked about it from, okay, this is how the mind works even... In, in development and he was not a fucked up child no trauma but to him it was completely real what he fantasized and so it seems this seems to be all human beings do this you know already from a very early age yes and this somehow it, it looks discontinued when you grow up uh, you grow older then you you load yourself we unfortunately uh because we don't want to see the present it is painful or what whatever you know and and even more fantasy stories and i notice how very fucking difficult this is you know how far this mind can bring you into all kind of well into in, into a damn psychosis and so I wonder, you know, so this is just, this is very, the, 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 this is the nature of mind that it works like this. I, I did see the proof with a young child with it, who's not traumatized at all. Yes. See, the thing is, that let's say there's nature of mind, 
but the nature of mind manifesting comes through lenses, yeah? So he has the lens of a child, yeah? And then a lot of us have a lens of an adult. So that same imagination is now imagining terrible fucking consequences and shit like that. It's the lens that makes that so, yeah? It's not the quality of imagination, it's beautiful, but it's the lens that it goes through, yeah? That's mm. like Jesus. Mm. Jesus would constantly imply, uh, you know, to be like a child is sort of a closer to the heaven that he was describing, yes? So being childlike. Yeah, it's the lens. It's There's some activity that's going on in us that's directing these qualities and using them for other purposes than when they were when you were a kid, yes? Yeah? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, the power is sort of neutral in a way. How it has an effect or what kind of effect, and let's break it down to either expanding or contracting, is determined by the lens it's going through, yeah? So there immediately I come on the subject of, uh, of language. When I observe a certain problem, just very practical, an engine, I don't know much about engine. At a certain moment, I know the names of the, 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 the things in the engine. And then at that moment, I start understanding the engine and what is wrong with it, you know, but that's the lens I use at that moment, isn't it? I put well, a word on it, and then it becomes, it gives meaning. Yes. Before no. I didn't use the lens, there was a lens used, and then, of course, the narrative is you use the lens, but there was just a lens used, yeah? This is the fundamental... Uh, dynamic of the perhaps there's a better way you know so the faith goes through a lens let's say the self lens and that faith see uh, things appear completely different from that faith through the self lens than it does through the infinite lens yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so the energy itself is sort of just energy it's what it goes through is what's going to determine how, how it appears yeah yeah. Yeah, this, this, yeah, 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 okay. So there's a, that's how I felt my whole life. I felt like something, well, in hindsight, the clarity of this defined two option thing was basically a very clear way of describing this life I've been in called Paul Hedeman. Yeah, there was life was being seen and was manifesting through the lens of self and then there was a something occurred and now the lens of self is still doing its thing but it's much more it's a much smaller zoom square and now the lens of the infinite is is uh yeah, yeah. is yeah so it's uh i feel we're just almost We're almost like a undifferentiated light comes through us and then it gets differentiated, yeah? Yeah, into yeah, yeah, yeah. Into two broad possibilities. Seeing the light of the infinite or seeing the light of the inf infinite through self, yeah? But it's all and light. And at, this self, hmm? 
and this self is actually all also self-created you well, created yourself a certain image of yourself yeah it's not created it's made up because there is no yeah, self. Made, uh, yeah, yeah that's what i mean it's made up and uh that idea of you making it is lost long ago the thing now is is just to acknowledge it and then to see that there's a possibility because how it keeps directing the light through its lens is the act of being identified <laughs> yes which is yeah. actually not possible it's sort of like uh there's a cherishing of that idea by the mental state so it's funneling the light through that lens against all the consequences and all the all the other stuff there's a stubborn uh denial and then in like in aa we look at it in this way where you have tons of evidence that your managing ability is quite limited but you just think if you could manage better everything would go great there's never a day of reckoning in the self it has to come from somewhere else it just keeps on keeping on yeah when are you gonna learn maybe perhaps never really with it yeah, I've seen people, yeah, so the idea of uh, the power is there, but how it's going to manifest in this event is by the lens it goes through, yeah, and there's the lens of self-centeredness, and then the sense of being an individual, long-lasting, independent thing, whatever, or there's the more panoramic lens of the higher power either surrendering to it or recognizing you're not the self or whatever, somehow or another, and you'll know it, it's working by how you're seeing things in a panoramic way or in a very myopic way. Yeah. Now, the myopic way will still appear with the panoramic, but it will be very unattended to compared to the attendance of the panoramic but you're going to still get the interpretation of the selfing, of the mental state. Yeah, You're just not that interested in it anymore, which is awesome. Yeah, It's because it's where your eye lands. So these two things may be going on, but if your eye is directed to the one, it'll be as if the... If it goes to the myopic, there'll be actually no idea there's a panoramic. If it goes to the panoramic, you'll see the myopic. You'll see what causes it, the activity of it, yeah? Yeah. One has to exclude the other, but from the panoramic, it's an inclusion of the other. It's not an exclusion. The myopic view is, yes, all there is is this. <laughs> yep. Yep. You're not leaving without me. Yeah. <laughs> So yes, and this is the, this is just the way of getting a point across. It's not true or not. It's just the way I'm seeing it. Yeah, you can see it this way. Just to mm -hmm. promote an understanding. That's all. Yeah, I don't see. It. I don't see it anyway. Really, I'm just look. I'm seeing bushes and trees. That's what I'm seeing now, out the window. <laughs> <laughs> but my head can put things together like an erector set, so it does. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. Maybe hopefully it helps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Walter, for the question. Um, 
Do you want to say your goodbyes? Yes, I think I do. Yeah. Thank you, Nina. Wonderful job. Yes. We'll have Nina this week, Tina next week, <laughs> Nina the week after, then back to Nina. And it'll all look like the same person. All right. Thanks, Nina. Kurt, as always, thank you. Thank you for the cash. Appreciate it. Hey, Paul, Paul, that your, your brownie analogy is a perfect, you know, when you talked about the brownie camera. Yes. In respect, that was a perfect analogy. Yeah. 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 Yes. There you go. Yeah. It's always the HD, it's always the other camera, but it can see through the brownie or it can see through the brownie and see that. And then that would be seeing from the HD. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This idea, see, the, uh, there's a lot of assumptions that go around, which means unless this stops, I'll never be free from it. No, it's based on a loss of interest. It does, it's not stopping the mechanical narration. It's losing interest in it. Yeah. Yeah. If you wait for the, if you wait to have that, the, the, the mechanical narration if you're waiting for that to end, you're coming from the mechanical narration. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because in the mechanical narration's view, uh, nothing could happen without it either being absent or present. So, you know what I mean? Which isn't true. It's, that's all made up. So, yeah. All right. So let me say hello, Kurt. Yes. And if you want to hear the brownie and big camera, there's, there's, it's peppered in some talk somewhere. Yeah. Uh, we got Marty. Nice to see you, Marty. Yes. We got Walter. As always, nice to see him. Tommy has a different... Uh, he's turned black this time, Tommy. He's got a different screen. Yeah, but I know he's in Ireland somewhere. So we got Paul. Nice to see you, Paul. Yes. Yeah, hold on, Paul. I got to hold on. Let me show you. Let me see. Wow. <laughs> great. Not bad, eh? Good. Yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you. I know that's hard to say, Paul, but thank you. I like yours too. Thank you. <laughs> Gary C. We got uh Gabe. Nice to see you, Gabe. He's working the he's work he's working. I like that. Nice to see you, Gabe. We got uh, Stefan on having never left. Always nice to see him. We saw Walter. We got Roman. There he is. And we got Alex. Alex, uh, f from the time I spoke with you a few months ago, you're traveling a lot lighter, yes? Yes, fantastic. You see? It's very nice. Carl, nice to see you, Carl. Say hello to your significant other. Yeah. <laughs> we got Jacob. Always a pleasure, Jacob. Yes. Let that heart keep breaking. That's how it grows. Yes. We got Mickey. Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira. I bow to thee. Yeah. We got Ruby. Ruby. Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose, you're our perfect... Uh, Accompaniment to your hair color. Yeah. Incredible. Ruby rose. I couldn't, if I pictured a ruby rose, it would have the exact color hair you have. It's pretty amazing. 
All right, we got Nan and Nanette. Nice to see you, Nan and Nanette, at the same place at the same time. Nice to see you. We got Kaiser. Thanks, Kaiser, for the last few nights' questions. Very good. I got Roman. Did I get Roman? Yes. Nice to see you, Roman. We got Leah. Very nice. Yes. You know, Rhea, when the idea that you're not going to be of help to others, you'll really be of help to others. Yeah. Yeah. Helen, always a pleasure. Nice to see you, honey. Yes. Live in Lodge in Northern England. Yeah. Yes. We got... We got Dale O. There she is. She's outside Thank today. You. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, Dale. We got Michael S. from Madeira. Yeah, he's using that closet as a playroom now. There you go. <laughs> got a new function. Oh, there they are, Judith and Kerry. Nice to see you, Judith, Kerry. Yeah, I think they're frozen, but we'll see. I'll come back to them. Oh, Malcolm. A return visit from one of my famous benefactors. Nice to see you, Malcolm. Yeah. You always have a seat on the SS Zen Bitch Slap. Thanks, man. We'll all drown together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nina. Again, Nina. Uh, we got PK from New York. Oh, Eligio, the king baby. He's a, He's dropped in for a little while. Between diaper changes, he's going all right. We got Oliver from Berlin. We got Amy from Seattle. Always nice to see you, Amy. Uh, whoever else is there, thank you. And we'll see each other Saturday or whatever. Just go to Zen Bitch Slap events. There's all the talks there. And uh, yeah, we'll be doing a thing in November in Moab. We'll put up the information later, but we're going to be live in Moab for a day or two. I like it over there. It's beautiful, beautiful place. All right. Thanks, everyone. See you guys soon. Thank you, Paul. I think the room will stay open for a while, I guess, with Michael and everyone. Thanks. Bye. Good night. Nice work, Nina. Thanks, everyone. Good job, Nina. Thanks, Good job, kiddo. I sent him a softball. <laughs> well, he hadn't gone back to the original for a little bit. So. <laughs> Good to see you, Malcolm. Thanks, thanks, Kurt. Good to be here. Yeah. Hey, Jacob, could you stop recording? Please? Oh, sure. Thank you. What do you have to say, Michael? Something juicy? <laughs> <laughs>